What's good, Denver? What's up, everybody? How are you doing? It's December. We're through this year. What's good, Denver? Culture discovery. And fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Olivia, Mrs. Claus, Lorianti, Tom Krampus, Donahue, and the Rudolph of podcasting, Troy Higgins. To follow the show, please go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. You can find them at samanafloat.com. Samana is Denver's premier uh, float enablement chambers in Denver, Colorado. I'm going to be talking a little bit about non-sleep deep rest, and Samana fits right in there. This time of the year, it's best to just hibernate, and no better way to do it than in absolute zero gravity, and that's what you can find at Samana. To try your first experience at Samana, uh, go to samanafloat.com, book your session, and let them know that What's Good Denver sent you. Today's music is by Troy Higgins. So let's dive right into events. Olivia, how is the audio? Well... Um. There's guys, a lot of latency, Ryan. You guys are going to have to flip back and forth on mute. Like Olivia's going to have to mute when Ryan's talking and Ryan's going to have to mute when Olivia's talking. We can do that 100%. So I'm going to pitch this over to Olivia to talk about events and I am going to pause. Oh yeah, that makes such a significant difference each time. Yeah. That's great. But, <laughs> it's a different recording okay. setup today. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're, we're winging it on zoom folks. Um, <laughs> but otherwise it's pretty good. Olivia, I'm going to pitch it to you and, and push mute. Olivia, what do you got on tap for the week? Cool. So the first thing I've got coming up is called, I don't know if I can use the F bomb. So I'm just going to say what the F is poetry. That's the name of the workshop. I didn't name it. Um, this is at the karma house in Lakewood. It's a kava bar and this is looking like a, I mean, they have a full on agenda It's seven to 10 PM. It starts with silent meditation and free, write, And, uh, then you're going to kind of introduce yourself to the other participants and then get writing. And then there'll be kind of a workshop and sharing portion at the end. It sounds super cool. <laughs> also, if you like Kava, I've never tried Kava. Somebody just kind of started talking to me about it last weekend and it sounds really interesting. Um, have you guys ever tried Kava before? I love kava. It's great. Okay. Yeah, I, I've tried it. What I don't even remember what it does, it's, actually, honestly. Oh, wait. Are we... Hold on. I'm thinking about kava, like the restaurant. <laughs> I'm not thinking about... Oh, gosh, like yeah. The, I'm not no, she's talking about the root. Kava. Yeah, no. Although I'm, those I'm grain bowls are good. I know. Um, <laughs> I, like I like those ones. Yeah, there's no, ca some... catered, catered kava at the poetry event. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, somebody was, was like, telling me that it's like kind of an alternative to drinking. Like you don't, you, it just kind of gives you like a little bit of a caffeinated feeling, but also relaxed. I don't know. It sounds cool though. And it sounds like, you know, a good time to hang out and drink some kava and write some poetry. So check that out. It is tonight actually. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about is the Denver Art Society. I was bopping around yesterday on Santa Fe and dipped into here. And it is really, really cool. It's like a, a hundred artist collective. And I think there are a lot of really cool kind of holiday markets going on right now, but I did some Christmas shopping there, like art prints and zines and stuff. Um, really cool gifts for like 20, 30 bucks uh, for, you know, supporting local artists and it's collective. So, you know, they, those artists might make a little bit more money than if you went to a more traditional gallery. And um, also just shout out to them in terms of, they have a really full calendar of events. Like they do big first Friday bashes, local bands, uh, open mics and stuff. So check out the Denver Art Society. And it's massive. Like they have the whole ground floor as well as a basement that's just as big. So you can really get lost in there. Um my third event is the Emerging Filmmakers Project at Bug Theater. This is going to be Thursday night, 7 to 9 p.m. in Sunnyside. And this showcase has been going on since 2002. It's an indie film showcase every third Thursday of the month, um, curated and hosted by volunteers from the local film community. 
And it's a great place to screen your work, network with other creatives and, you know, just get to know the like local indie filmmaker scene. There's also a portion at the end for talk back and giving kind of film feedback to people. So it seems like a really cool um, opportunity for like constructive criticism and just knowing what's up in the scene. I'd never heard of bug theater until I found this. So also really curious about that, but that is what I've got going on this week. Nice. Olivia, you're going to love the bug theater. They do all kinds of great stuff there. Yeah. They've been Denver institutions for since the nineties, at least they're fantastic. Nice. Tom, what you got, what you got on top? I'm gonna hit mute. All right. I have a few different things. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm driving. Uh, I got a, I'm behind the, a new wheel today. So I'm driving a couple different things at once. Let me give us a little bit of a view of what we got here. Um, so my New Year's event this year, I'm going to Closey at Mission. So got to bring in some uh, bass into the events this week, as always. Um, December 31st. She's doing two shows, December 30th and December 31st. I'll be there for the New Year's show, uh, Mission Ballroom, Closey. See the little French bass queen uh, put some bass in your face. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Closey is great. That's going to be super fun. Um, the next thing that I picked was another uh, New Year's event option, but I'm not going to be able to go to this one. Um, I've always wanted to go to a masquerade ball, which is why I picked it, but there's going to be a masquerade ball in Denver, um, red, black, and gold. New Year's Eve Masquerade Ball. Um, it's happening at the Celebrity Confetti Event Place, which I do not know what that is, but it's on East Hampton. Um, and yeah, it looks pretty cool. You know, you get uh, hot hors d'oeuvres, dessert buffet, uh, midnight mimosas. You get your masquerade mask when you get there. Um, it just looks cool. I don't know. I've always wanted to go to like a cool... Uh, exclusive masquerade ball i don't think this is exactly that but uh, yeah in my head it always ends up like eyes wide shut you know <laughs> it's like if i'm at a masquerade bar or a, a ball and there's not illuminati doing weird sex acts in the corner <laughs> yeah. the masquerade yeah. ball i'm looking for i'm trying to go to a crazy one where there's well, like weird things happening all around people are starting dude, to like nice. disappear there is one that is on my bucket list to go to, and it's the um, what's the the hotel in Estes where The Shining was filmed. Every yeah. year they do their Shining Ball, and it's super exclusive in the way that you can only buy tickets to attend the ball if you are staying there. Hmm. Um, so it ends up being like you know kind of at least a grand on a weekend. So it's something you have to plan for. Uh, but I think that that sounds, and I know that they do, like I had a friend who was a, a circus performer that performed there one year. I know they have really cool performances and like silent discos and stuff. So that's my like bucket list masquerade ball. Yeah. Is that hotel called the Outlook Hotel in real life also? Or does it have a different name? It's the Stanley it's Hotel. The Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. There we go. Oh, okay. That's the real Yeah. Name. Those kind of events, I can already feel my back cramping from having my wrist right at my chest with the champagne flute that's three quarters empty and looking for the, the gal with the champagne so I can go get another one. Yeah. And just walking around this like this the whole time. A little champagne flute. Yeah. <laughs> just be a plebe like me. Hold it down at your side. Nice. Oh, that's G. Then I'd have to have a bangly uh, bracelet to make that look complete you know whatever it takes man yeah <laughs> see if you're, you're at the if you're at your, the wrist at the heart move then now you're flexing the the, the watch you know what i mean you're mm -hmm. flexing the watch if you're down by the waist see then the, the the dangly sparkly bracelet that's when it comes into play yeah you could also get one of the masks that's like on a stick that you have to hold up to your eyes so then well then how are you gonna hold your champagne your champagne in one hand and your stick mat so you just walk around like this the whole night it would be cool that's some bruce wayne type stuff mm -hmm. yeah like Get i'm trying to go to one like that like that secret agents go to and stuff no Batman, doubt man secret agents james bond is there they pull you aside into a dark room to have a 
a, a good discussion with the mayor. Yeah. Like, we got to talk about this right now. I'm not going to go to that because historically pretty women die in those situations. So I'm not going like to go. Yeah. You're getting kidnapped for sure. Olivia. Yeah. It's that thing. Not to float my own boat, but like James Bond party, Batman party. Like I'm dying. I'm not going. Mm. Nice. Sometimes it's what you gotta, it's the price you gotta pay to attend these types of events. <laughs> it's an expensive ticket. Your yeah, life you're basically dying anyway for a thousand bucks at the Better Stanley. be a sick ass party. <laughs> It'd be worth it. Oh, okay. And then the last event that I have is a self promo. I'm going to be playing on New Year's weekend at the Beacon in Denver, um, December 29th. It's a Friday. So that's in the Rhino neighborhood. You can come through and see me play a fresh set with all the homies around if you like some house music that's gonna be the vibe house nice vibes. man that's a good night dude mm-hmm. yeah it's friday new year's weekend the night before decadence so not everyone's gonna be there yet so i i'm happy about that night it's gonna be fun time i got a billion people coming through so uh anybody who wants to get into the nightlife scene beacon is a great place to start it's like a it's a great intro to the dance music scene in terms of a bar for Denver. So check it out. December 29th. I like the LED sign behind the DJ booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always have that there. Um, and they have some like cool, really cool art installations at that place. Like you don't always have to be in like the main room getting blasted. You can go into like some side rooms that still have music, but are a lot more chill. Um, have some art installations and stuff so it's more than just like a club floor and and dancing like there's there's chill spots as well nice yeah dude this looks awesome it's killing me dude i've been wanting to see you play forever and you're gonna play and i'm gonna be gone when are you leaving olivia uh the 26th nice so exciting where where are you going again olivia for the uh, I'm going to go to New York for like two weeks and then I'm going to go to Providence, Rhode Island for a couple days and then Mexico City for like a week or two. And then nice. I haven't bought my return flight yet, but like I will come back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure when yet. With a champagne flute at her hip and a, a bangly bracelet. Yeah, my wrist is going to be positively arthritic <laughs> from holding champagne flutes, honestly. <laughs> Arthritic is that, is that word? I, yeah, it definitely Arthritic. is. Definitely is. Yeah. Dang. Anyway. Nice. Okay. I got a couple of things, not necessarily events for this week. The first one I'm going with is Little Man. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Little Man. I was actually trying to think of some like uh fun Denver stuff we did when the kids were little. And Little Man is absolutely extraordinary. Everybody knows it. It's down there. And what's that neighborhood called? It's like uh Low high, low high, technically yeah. the big, the big milk jug mm-hmm. and they do movies and they got the slide and it's just such a fun place for kids. There's all, you know, it's like 10 o'clock on like a Thursday and they got a line around the door in zero degree weather for ice cream. Yeah. But I, I love little man. They're great. Um, people might not know. They also have the little man factory, I believe, which is on Colfax over by, uh, the Alamo there, kind of just, just, uh, south of sloan's lake um and they go super ham for christmas too you know with like the decorations and they've got events and they they just make it really special for kids so you know we've got you know basically christmas being on a monday it almost you get like 10 days of christmas you know so definitely check out little man and shout out to those guys just for being awesome in denver a couple other uh, uh i guess news pieces that i saw is that we've got a rent decrease that's looking for the city of Denver in the first quarter of January, which I thought was noteworthy enough to mention it. It sounds like developers have made enough millennial kennels that there there's a a, a glut of available properties. So this doesn't help Troy, but if Troy was moving to Denver, (laughs) there's plenty of opportunities, but I thought that was pretty cool. You know, if we're looking at, 
you know, the inflationary rates and Denver's rents is just out of control, man. So yeah, that's, that's like not as common of news as I'm used to hearing. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. And maybe it's just wishful thinking because I've never heard of rent decrease. I've heard rent staying flat until they increase again. Yeah. But, but they're calling for rent decrease. You know? So who knows what that means for Colorado? I know a lot of people are also leaving Colorado. I think we're generally taking on more people than are, than are leaving, you know, but I think probably the luster of the, the state or perhaps people are growing up a little bit. They're having kids that want to move back close to family. I mean, one of the, I think I talked about this before, but kind of an interesting attribute around the holidays of Denver is that like the city clears out. It's just absolutely hilarious because everybody's yeah. from somewhere else. Like the city's just like empty. It always <laughs> does. I've just like, yeah, I, I've been around on New Year's Eve in the city and it's way less people than like at your average weekend night. I think it's already really? started too, because like my drive to work this morning, the traffic was significantly better. Like I remember thinking as I got into Rhino, I was like, okay, it's a little dead. Mm. It's kind of nice. That's crazy. So people are just leaving the city for vacation or going to with family, or is that the main contributing factor there? Yeah, I think they just go home. Yeah, that's crazy. They go home for the holidays, and so Denver just becomes like old Denver, you know, where traffic's easy and you're not seven deep at the stoplight, and <laughs> you know. But Denver really is so transitory, and I think it's great. You know, it means a lot of young people are coming here. They're they're making it miserable for us on in Summit County on I-70 and 285 trying to get out. But you know what? We forgive them for that because they're bringing their energy here. They're getting good Instagram pics at the park, playing smash ball or whatever that game is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're doing the thing and then they leave for the holidays. So for, for all of us natives, you know, don't get, be that guy. We, Don't do it, Ryan. <laughs> I was born here too, but we're we're made up of a lot of different people. I think, I know you're joking, but also somebody made the comment to me recently that Denver feels so positive because so many people have chosen to be here. And that's, I mean, that's anecdotal. That's not a study, but I do think it's true. Like whenever I have an Uber driver, since I always talk to them, like, yeah, where are you from? What's up? They're never from here, but they're always freaking stoked to be here. Hmm. And I think that's cool. I think it's really nice that, you know, this is a place that people want to be. So you're welcome here. (laughs) You're welcome. Some of us will shake our fist at you silently as we smile to your face, because that's, that's what you can expect from Denverites. No, uh, personally, me, I think it's wonderful. And I think there is something to that. You know, you decide to go to a place, you motivate, you get there and you're just, it's just full of other people just like you. I could see how that's so exciting. You know, it's great. Okay. My last thing for um, the events this week is a migrant map for donations. Um, and we'll put this in the show notes that you can find. The uh, We've been doing a lot at, well, we've been doing what we can. To, to help folks. I'm talking about Estes family and some of the folks on this podcast, um, helping all these Venezuelans, man, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. I see them downtown and they're, they're showing up in Denver with a t-shirt and shorts sometimes, and maybe some sweatpants and towing two kids. And Denver basically hands them a white blanket and is like, good luck. So they're on an extraordinary adventure. And they're, they're coming together and doing some, some really cool things, particularly over by my house, which is at Zunai and Spear-ish neighborhood. I'm in Sloan Lake, but it's just up the way a bit. Their encampment is gigantic now. You know, there's several hundreds over there. And they're all, you know, they've got tents. And people are, are definitely reaching out to them and giving them boots and jackets. But they need all that stuff, you know. So... That if if you if you're looking for a place, if you're cleaning out your your closet, you got some coats, you got some blankets, just drive down there, slow down, and hand it to them. Um, when I I think I spoke about that already, but when we did that, I was trying to speak some broken Spanish, and they just spoke English. They're like, "No, man, thank you." I was like, "Oh, word, yeah, here you go." <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're gonna put a, a a map for donations for these migrant families um, in the show notes. Because again, man, these, these Venezuelan folks, we need them in Denver. There's a spot for them, but you know, it's going to be a little bit rough in, of an entry coming into uh, Colorado in winter. 
So, you know, if you have an opportunity, let's take care of these guys. And I thought this would be also a good place to pivot for our what gives Denver commitment to 100 hours, which was radically aggressive. Um, but Olivia, maybe you could talk about some of the initiatives we've done. I think there's been maybe at least seven or eight events that we've that we volunteered at and maybe what our number count is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about that. Um, we have had the opportunity to work with a lot of different organizations. And I think that, you know, it's one thing to set a goal and uh, a hope for a project. And it's another thing to really experience the outcome. So I think, you know, when we mapped this project, one of the things that I said is, you know, we want to dynamically explore what food insecurity looks like in Denver. And we want to dynamically explore what you know, what the challenges are and what the solutions are. And it's been uh, a much more emotional experience than I expected to actually learn what the different challenges look like and what their solutions are. But I'm so grateful for all the different groups we have. Um, we just this last week, I went and did my volunteer, uh, onboarding at Metro caring, which I would say we don't need to rank order, you know, who does good in our city. We appreciate them all, but Metro caring, I would say is providing the highest quality of care to people who can come and shop at their market, take classes to learn about making healthy food. Um, it's an almost, it's about 90%, uh, Spanish speaking establishment because that's a community they're serving. So like I watched a volunteer video and the subtitles were in English because they're just like really meeting their community where they're at. And also to volunteer there, you have to take a one hour class on why food insecurity is a symptom of oppression. And so, yeah, um, which I thought was so cool. Just, you know, you learn about terms like food desert and uh, they really have a high standard of inclusion in order to volunteer there. So uh, Metro Caring has been the best, but you know, we worked with We Don't Waste Food for Thought, same cafe on Col Colfax, um, everything from mobile food markets to uh, places like Same Cafe where it's pay what you can for a meal, really bringing the community together. Um, it's been cool. Right now we are at 73.75 hours as a team, which means that we are trying to get about 27, 26 hours before the year is out, which I actually think we can do. I know that we've got a few more things <clears throat> on the docket, but yeah, um, it's been a really cool couple of months and I'm really grateful that you guys have signed on to do this together. Olivia, it's super yeah. impressive, you know, and, and for the folks listening in, you, you hear how she said 0.75 hours. What, what kind of <laughs> time clock tyranny is this? I'm like, Oh, Olivia, that was like three hours of peace time to 10 people. It was 30 hours. She's like, mm, Ryan, that was about 90 minutes. Not, it wasn't three hours, like, yeah. but we were on the schedule for three hours. Yeah. We don't want to shortchange anything here. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to get at least a few more hours from me on the, the 29th. I'll be back at uh path. And we appreciate that. Troy. I mean, yeah. uh, for the folks in Denver, Savannah and I, another uh, team member we work with, organized these, but Troy is out there in San Diego finding his own opportunities and working with his community of his own volition. So we really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's something I've really enjoyed. And uh, like you said, it was more of an emotional experience than I expected. So it's been really cool. And um, it feels good to be doing it around this time of the year as well, you know, when it it matters more than than most times. So yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. I will say one last thing that actually ties back into Ryan with what Ryan was saying about the folks who are arriving in the city um, and needing some services. I volunteered at the We Don't Waste Food Market this last weekend in Aurora. And that particular location is uh, more than 90% Spanish speaking. And so I was kind of weary of offering up my Spanish because it's not perfect. But when I looked around and I realized that the other folks who were serving people there didn't speak any Spanish at all, it helped me understand how badly they need Spanish speaking volunteers. So if you have a few extra hours, um, we don't waste, which I will link in the show notes, really, really, really needs Spanish speaking volunteers. Even if you only have very entry level Spanish, you're speaking better Spanish than some of the folks that were out there trying, mm -hmm. which we appreciate. But if you've got the skills, we need you for sure. Yes. Yeah, this has been really cool. Olivia, I really appreciate you organizing all this in like 75 hours. If we don't hit 100 hours by 
the January 1st, it's not like we're not going to not get the 100 hours, but a very aggressive goal, you know, and there's been at least a dozen folks that have chipped in all across the country, um, helping achieve this goal, which has been really cool. You know, this, the migrant thing is something kind of near and dear, uh, to my heart right now, topically, because it's just like right in front of my face. And that's generally just what gets the attention is if it's right in front of me. So I've been talking a lot about this particular issue in Denver and, and, you know, probably all through the Southwest, the same thing, um, with a lot of different friends. And what I've noticed is a lot of people are really uneasy, you know, with all of these migrant folks coming in. But I think what they all have in common is they're really removed from it. They're just like thinking about it intellectually. Like once you're like working with folks and you see the sparkle in their eye, you see the hope, you see that, that they're, they're, they're leaving a bad situation and promise of like, you know, everything that Denver has to offer them. And it's great. You realize it's just, it's that they're in a tight spot right now, but it's going to be great for the city. So, you know, if you find yourself in that curmudgeon, because it, it, it's alarming to see children homeless on the street. It really is. I mean, it, it affects me in a deep way. And that creates some strong emotions and some, some big feelings, you know? And if you're feeling that way, I would, I would encourage you not to take it negative and be defensive, you know? Rather, grab some stuff from your closet. Go down to Zunai and Spear. Just give it to them. Uh, uh, they're, they, they're happy to meet you there and they're beautiful people. So yeah, a uh, hundred hours. We'll check back in once this thing is bested. We've got, you know, it's two weeks, no pressure, Olivia. I look, I see the look in Olivia's mm-hmm. eyes. She's like, I'm about to go down there and get all 25 hours myself. <laughs> but we but we'll, get we'll, there. we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Cool. Okay. Let's move into our feature and then we'll close out with the highlights from last week. So our feature really is a holiday primer, which I don't think any of us really understood what that was. So maybe it's just how we're showing up to, to Christmas, to the holidays, to the new year. How are we coming in um, to the new year? Um, the thing that's top of mind for me is non-sleep, deep rest. You know, um, the, 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 the week between Christmas and New Year's for me is always a week off. And I have to start giving myself a pep talk, honestly, about a month before to really say like, dude, you're, you're going to take that time off because it's hard for me. I'm just a stereotypical American ambitious person. I love to work. Um, but there's something within our circadian rhythms that like at this time, this is why we have Christmas at this time. You know, if there was a historical Christ, he most certainly was not born on December 25th. There's a litany of gods that were also born on December 25th, but rather humans found, I think, early on some wisdom in the fact that like the dark time of the year, you know, we've got the, the solstice. It's the best time to rejuvenate, you know, feast, sleep, hang out with your friends, chill, deep chill. Hmm. So um, the science behind non-sleep deep rest is kind of growing and mounting. Um, this kind of can tie into the float tanks, of course. This can tie into a meditative meditation practice. They can, this can tie into a lot of different things. But the, the general idea is something that we're, you're in a sleep type state, but you're not asleep. You're consciously relaxing, um, <laughs> which is counterintuitive and very difficult particularly if you're like younger and you're getting after it. I mean, I got this like snowboarding video behind us and the, the, you know, the temptation for most of us when we have downtime is to go 110% because it's really fun. But for, and you know, I got two kids, so I'm going to be taking them snowboarding or whatever, but I'm going to actually schedule time for non-sleep deep rest because I think it's so important. You know, we all can stop eating carbs in the new year. But between Christmas and the new year, let's, let's carb load. Let's carb load and yeah. take naps. <laughs> let's take pizza naps in front of NBA basketball games and watch the Nuggets just dominate, you know? So, so that's, my, that's my New Year's preview. Um, we're going to adjourn next week from the podcast and then regroup. But between here and then, when we come back, I'm going to do the best I can to just get as much sleep in t- or sleep and rest intentionally as I possibly can. That's what's on tap for my holiday. Not to mention, you know, elves and Mr. and Mrs. Claus, of course, must make their, their debut. 
Um, Tom, what you got coming into the new year, buddy? I want to take some pizza naps. That's for sure. Um, no, but I saw, I saw yours, Ryan, and I have a different plan for myself that kind of still goes along the wellness and peak efficiency type vibe. Um, I got myself a planner, like a 2024. So it's, I have a lot of goals for myself and I have a lot of things that I want to do and I have a lot of things to keep track of and just a lot going on. So I got this, um, like 2024, um, productivity, like planner. It has all the days that you need and it has like task list and like a whole productivity system to like cross check and you can like organize bigger projects with like subtasks and things and you can like organize it by your days and stuff. So I got, I got this new planning book and I'm trying to um, increase my peak efficiency and personal uh, planning this year. So I'm, can I'm you putting, link that thing? I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the link. We'll put the link in the um, show notes with everybody else's links and uh, it's, I'm hyped about it because I did a lot of research on these like productivity systems. There's apparently a lot of different ones that you could implement, but um, this one looks good for me. You know, if you are interested in something like this, just Google like different productivity systems because each notebook that they make, like they'll have the pre-printed pages with different sections for you, uh, but they're all just a little bit different in how they work. And you can read about how each of them works and uh, see which one might be right for you. So um, check it out. I'm actually excited about it because um, one thing that I got to work on is some organization. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of different things at the same time, but um, I really like writing stuff like in a book. Like I've had this, I've had this one for like maybe 10 years and it's just like blank pages. Well, well, I've written on them, but it's just like lines, you know, like this new one that I'm getting has like different types of sections that you could break stuff down and, and do different things. So I'm hyped about it. I'll throw the link up and uh, make sure you look at the other types of books for yourself too, though, because the one that I picked might not be the exact type of one that you want to get. I love how you have to explain what writing in a book is. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's wild, dude. You take this pencil and you, you put letters onto the page. It you actually a make a mark on it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to show me how that works. <laughs> it, feels, it feels good to like physically cross something out or like check something off instead of just like deleting, backspacing it off of like a to-do list, you know? Yeah. It's a metaphorical um, accomplishment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and there's something about like writing it down. It puts it into the world twice. It's like a thought and then it's on paper. You come back to it. Uh, one thing I'd like to do is actually a, a Instagram I saw with this couple is they have like kind of a couple's meeting once a year. And like you sit down in front of a whiteboard and kind of strategically plan out like, what are our goals as a family? What are our personal goals? What are our professional goals? And kind of chart out how to get there together, which I thought was great. You know, sometimes I kind of like bemoan the administrative nature of like a marriage sometimes, especially when you got kids and everyone's working. It's like your relationship becomes a lot of just like nuts and bolts of getting from A to B. You know, it's like, where's the romance? You know, I, <laughs> I want the flowers. Of course, I'm not giving the flowers. It's all on me, but. But, you know, why not just lean into it to like, uh, 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 like kind of like preemptively get all that stuff out, you know? Um, I remember when I got married a long time ago, I was speaking to this nice lady, Harriet, Harriet, pardon me. And it was like, she'd been married, I think, 30 years or something. It's like, what's the secret? She said, either you grow together, or you grow apart. That's it, you know? And so maybe like some of this administrative planning between couples is the way you grow together because you're now going on the same trajectory. So shout out to Heidi. One of these days off, we'll just come down here, sit in front of a whiteboard and we'll, we'll hash out the family plan. Yeah. Dude, a whiteboard session too. A whiteboard session goes hard. 
me. Dude, with a, oh, cu- yeah. a couple's whiteboard session? That would be dope, Dude, right? Yeah, you get a couple different color markers. You get like a nice eraser ready to go. It's me and my buddy, Randy, um, who Randy's like a successful business owner and he's done like his whole thing. Like him and I will just uh, meet up and, and get on the whiteboard with, with no no premeditated plan in mind. It's just like sit down in front of the whiteboard and see what we come up with, <laughs> you know? So it does, yeah, you got to have a whiteboard consi- sesh. You got to stay consistent with the whiteboard though. I have one in my studio and I'll do it. I'll have like a stretch of being very productive with the whiteboard, but then the same thing will inevitably sit on it for mm-hmm. months at a time. So, yeah. So I, I need to be better about that. I'm proactive with my whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to bring that slip. kind of. Yeah, yeah totally. But bringing that kind of thought and preparation into like your personal life, I, when I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, I'd really like to do that with my daughter. You know, she's got a year and a half until college and she's got goals. You know, the, some of the stuff we do professionally, just like a second nature, everything is charted out. Like, I mean, I got spreadsheets of spreadsheets at this point, you know, but, you know, a, a lot of the other things in a personal life is more delicate and it's more conversational, but like finding clarity on a goal you know, and then executing on that, you know, the way that we do professionally and, and, and bringing that particularly, I'm thinking about with my kids, my relationships. Why not, man? It makes it, (laughs) it's also such a a man thing to say. You scheduling one-on-ones with your kids, dude. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, uh, we have your quarterly review, son. I've got several areas of concern. Also, if you look in this column to the right, you neglected to eat 37 sandwiches last year. Yeah, yeah that's on top. That's number one. Exactly. What do you mean you gave it to the other kids on the team and they ate it? No, I didn't toast that bun perfectly for them. Yeah, well, you hit a nerve right there, right? right I know I head. did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> nice. Troy, how are you coming into the new year, buddy? Good. I'm doing great. Um, I think it's just like you, Ryan, I think it's uh, important with these last, what is it, 11 or 12 days of the year that we have left uh, to kind of turn it off, you know, turn off the work mode, turn off that mentality and just take some time to reset and, you know, get ready to come into the new year strong. Um, I'll be in Maui until the 27th and I'm uh, just spending time with family and enjoying, you know, some outdoors, nature, being out of the city. We are going to, a, they do this kind of uh, traditional neighborhood Christmas party. Uh, one of the neighbors they're very close with that we'd go to every year. It's always a great time. And uh, New Year's Eve, I actually will link it in the show notes. I'm, I will be attending an event at um, a oyster bar called Mabel's Gone Fishing in San Diego. And um, it sounds awesome. They have a market teeny fountain and unlimited oysters for a $40 ticket. And what? Uh, what better way to bring in the new year than a martini fountain, martini which I've never, fountain. that sounds, that's what it says. Crazy. Yeah. I did, I've never heard of this, but we're going to see how it goes. But yeah, it looks, it looks fun. If there's, there's like a speakeasy in the oyster bar called fishbowl. So we'll be, we'll be checking that out and uh, yeah, bringing in the new year properly. But yeah, looking forward to resetting and um, getting after it with my goals and all the, all the different projects and work I have going on as soon as the new year starts. Hell yeah! How do you prep for unlimited martinis and oysters? Do you? Yeah. Do you? You gotta have a conversation. You gotta write your car. will, man. Make sure <laughs> so your I'm will's ner- in order. <laughs> I'm nervous because the ticket is only forty dollars. So that makes me think: what, what, the, what is the quality of the oysters here, and what is the quality of the vodka or gin or yeah. whatever it is? So, but this restaurant, this place is like top shelf. Like they're they're known for seafood. That's it's not like a cheap place. So I, it, it's hard to imagine they would roll out some cheap menu, but we're going to find out. And, you know, if it's, if it's not um, up to par, we can always go do something else. Sounds extraordinary, man. Yeah. I, I, something like that. I would, I'd have to, I'd have to have a game plan because those first three martinis would go down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. 
You're playing yeah. catch up with the oysters. You're like, okay, I ate, drank three martinis. I better eat 17 oysters to balance it out. Now you're making me second, second guess this here. 17 oysters. <laughs> no, no, it sounds three. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, this will be interesting. Bring some pocket Tabasco, you know, just so you can like yeah. move quickly. Yeah, you got to have yeah. your own bottle. It says they have bubbles and classic cocktails as well. So maybe I won't have to be hitting the fountain the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Hawaii. See, you know, if we're talking about non-sleep, deep rest, the beach, you know, just being yeah. from landlocked Colorado, oh, yeah. like people that live on the coast, they're like, yeah, non-sleep, deep rest, whatever. You go to the beach, man, chill. I forgot that yeah, you're going to be doing this in Hawaii, Troy. I'm sure the oysters will be fine. Oh, no, no, no. The, this is back in San Diego. Oh, I'll be back oh, by New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, in Hawaii, we'll, we'll be chilling at the beach a lot. It's, it's interesting. It's like it goes perfectly in line with the theme of the reset. Because like I feel like, um, you know, in the city where, where I live, I'm sure you guys live, the whole mentality on the, the mainland, as, as they say, the whole mentality is like, who is doing the most, who's working the most, who's, you know, making the most out of their time. And who's, you know, if you're, the more you work, the, you know, the better you're doing. Whereas here's like, it's the mentality is the less you work, <laughs> the, the, the better you're doing. Like, it's cool to be able to hang out at the beach all day on a weekday and not work. It's like, it's just two different, like, um, ways of life. It's, it's interesting. So yeah, it's very, very slow paced, but it's, it's perfect. Oh. I love that. I know. Yeah. You, sometimes you feel like you're chasing your tail. You're like, why though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, briefly here, we're, we're coming up on time. We got about five, 10 minutes. Let's go over highlights from last week. Um, I popped into a great spot over on Tennyson, a couple of blocks from my place. It's called Voguera, I believe. And I asked him, I was like, what's the proper way to pronounce this? And he was like, Voguera. And you got to use the hand to be properly Italian. Um, and I was talking to Olivia about it a little bit this morning, um, where it's just this like really cozy, elegant, beautiful Italian kind of small plate spot. You know, it's got like a lot of, it was it like number one on their cocktail menu was a Negroni. So I knew I'm going to like the place, you know, but they have all the, the Italian aperitifs. Um, they've got like, you know, like your fig and prosciutto type, type small plate stuff, um, a gigantic, beautiful walnut bar and they're playing Vince Guaraldi in there. I mean, this time of year, it was absolutely perfect. The idea of Oguera is like, um, apparently in, in Italy, they have a place that you go to right after work where you quote unquote, open your stomach. So you get a, like a little couple of appetizers, you tie one on with your friends and then you go home and eat because, you know, Italy, maybe like Hawaii knows what's up in life. <laughs> you got to have your yeah. free dinner spot to get some free cocktail cocktails. That's how you get it going. Um, so, so they have that very elegant, beautiful place, very reasonably priced for, I feel like, what they're delivering as well. Love it. It's on Tennyson, right next to the Core Power Yoga there, probably 42nd. Nice. Um, Olivia, how about you? What was your, your uh, uh, highlight from last week? Um, my highlight from last week was the Tenancy and Casa de Cafe on Santa Fe. It was kind of awesome. I was down there with my buddy, Ian, who was in town. And Ian and I have both spent uh, quite a lot of time in Mexico and actually been to Mexico together as well. And so then we passed by this place um, on Santa Fe and it like, it's in this little enclave that even kind of looks like Mexico, like the colors that it's painted and like the archway and everything. And you go in and they, um, they have all the classics. They have like Cafe de Oya, which for anybody who doesn't know is um, coffee that is in, it's like been sat in a clay pot oil means clay pot with star anise and cinnamon and some other things. And you usually buy it on the street with like sweet bread, but they have uh, like really high quality, beautiful cafe de olla and ponchas and like tamales, all the classics. Um, so it was cool to go in there. They've got like local art up on the walls. The Santa Fe art district, like committee was in there planning some stuff when we got there, just all the signs that it's like 
a good community hub, you know? So shout out to them, yeah. check them out. Really good food and drink. And uh, yeah, that was mine. It looks they really got the good. killer horchata. That's, that's my home girl. Um, she does Capoeira right there. So the, oh, no way. Yeah, Capoeira Studios right next door to there. It used to be the old mm Cafe, but but and we missed that. But yeah, this place is absolutely extraordinary. It looks really good. I want to go there for like a Sunday breakfast brunch type of thing, you know, get it's, rejuvenated. It's cool. I also, um, this keeps coming up and I don't know how or why it keeps coming up, yeah, but the, the, the Virgin of Guadalupe um story the goddess that was combined with mary uh to basically create the virgin of guadalupe is tanansin um so that keeps coming up that's the name of the place the plot thickens so the god that was merged with mother mary mm-hmm. was tanansin tanansin yeah tanansin wow and that's the name of the cafe maybe that should be the name of this podcast yeah, <laughs> let's change it. Yeah, no, shout out to them for that. <laughs> well, I I also have a a food spot for last week's highlight. Um, so mine is last week. I was feeling under the weather, as some people may know, and uh, nothing gets me back like a nice soup. Typically an Asian variety of soup. I mean, I'm a big ramen guy. Um, As people know, my favorite ramen place. I've talked about them before, but you got to shout out the pho every once in a while as well. And the best pho for me in Denver, especially um, when you're getting over a little sickness, is phonatic. I've tried a lot of the pho's around, and I think this is one of the best. Um, got it right here. It's super good. It's over on Colfax. Um, I get it delivered a lot. And a lot of people think that, oh, you can't get that type of thing delivered. No, it's great. Like they'll keep the broth separate from all the other ingredients. And like, it usually comes smoking hot anyway, the broth. But, um, if you need to, you could just heat it up a little bit more before you throw the ingredients in. And, uh, They've got the pho delivery down to like a science now. Oh my it's God, it's great. Very effective the way they do it. Yeah, it, they must get it like extremely like molten lava boiling, boiling. before they yeah. send it out. Because like when yeah, it gets it, there, it's still extremely hot. Like it's hot enough to, I get, I always get like rare steak pho. And when it, it yeah, gets there, it in there, it's still hot enough to cook the steak. Like, because yeah. it comes raw and you just, the steak is sliced really thin. If you've never had some rare steak pho, you gotta, you gotta try that. It comes Do you get the, thin. do you get saute as well? Um, wait, what, what is that? It's like the chili oil. It like makes it spicy. Mm. They'll always throw in the chili oil. It, usually like a, actually, no, I don't get the ones like the chili flakes though. I haven't tried that in my pho yet. You got to put like a little half spoonful in there and mix it around. It's insane. So good. If you're congested, it'll clear out your sinuses. Okay. It's the the business for sure. I usually send in the sriracha, but um, I will try that. I I do like the chili oils that they have at like a hot pot. Have you been to a hot pot, Troy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's so good as well. I love it. You know, Asian people just got the soups down. Every single variety of Asian soup is my favorite. It's so good. So yeah. am I remember, remembering this right? Don't you have a spreadsheet of ramen places? We actually, so this was back in the Wayfinder days. Um, Savannah and I and a couple, maybe Riley was in on it and a couple other people at Wayfinder. We had like a a spreadsheet of the best like um, cup of noodles, like ramen, like the ones that you could bring into lunch for work and you put like the hot water in it. <laughs> nice. So it wasn't a, it wasn't like ramen restaurants. It was like a store-bought do-it-yourself ramens. Utility ramen. <laughs> yeah. We had like 20 different versions, 20 different kinds of ramen on there, different brands and everything, a whole scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could dig it up. It's some more. Yeah. We got to unearth that. I, I, I need to see that. Yeah. It's, it's still out there. 
but we ultimately we actually canceled it because um savannah started going off about how bad it was for us and then we stopped (laughs) eating too much robins well the sodium levels in those ones the like yeah it's not good for you the the like the cup ones that you just put the hot water in it's like really bad oh yeah alarming levels of sodium i thought they were health food but no so that's why (laughs) my life plans that's why we stopped the score sheet So that's it. Uh, Troy. Nice. Troy, you got a, yeah, you got a highlight. Yeah. The, I think my highlight from last week was on Saturday. I went to the uh, Matt Maui farmer's market right down the street from where my girlfriend's parents live. And it was just, the produce was awesome. Uh, just fresh locally ground fruit and vegetables. We got like a whole haul of like some micro microgreens, um, tomatoes dino kale um i got like four hot sauces from this local hot sauce company it was like a garlic one a scorpion pepper one jalapeno one all amazing we got some bagels it was uh super cool to support the local farming community and also eat some delicious food um we're probably gonna go back this saturday and and re-up on the bagels because they were they were incredible. So yeah, looking forward to to getting back there this weekend. Um, yeah, that was definitely a major highlight so far. And just being in Hawaii in general, it's awesome. No doubt. Extraordinary. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I hope you have a wonderful holiday, a good Hanukkah, a good Christmas, whatever it is that you're celebrating. I hope you do it to your best of your abilities. We're, we're going to take next Tuesday off. And we'll be coming in hot the following Tuesday, which is, what, what's the date on that? The second. Cool. So we'll have 2024 ahead of us. New year, new me, new podcast. Let's do it. Um, appreciate you guys all tuning in this year. Uh, appreciate the support. Appreciate the feedback coming in through the website. If you do want to speak to us for any reason, it's kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. You can check us out there. Uh, we have links to the YouTube where we stream on Tuesdays. You got to get links to the Spotify and Apple podcast to subscribe to the show. Uh, shout out to our sponsors this year. GoWildcast.com, KitCaster.com, and SamanaFloat.com. We appreciate you guys supporting the show. Um, that's it. Have a new, good new year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>